Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network in conjunction with the Sampson Family Foundation, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. Now here's Ralph and your host, Mac McDonald. Welcome in, Center Court, Winner's Circle Network, and the first of a two-part series today. Ralph Sampson sitting across from me, and wow, this is, Ralph, this is a, an area that we have touched on. We have dipped our toes in the water, and now we're going serious because the name, image, likeness thing has absolutely exploded uh, to, you know, to mix it in with the transfer portal. But Lo Davis from the University of Virginia and Cavalier Futures, who you know very well, I've known for a lot of years, he used to work with Herman Moore. Uh, he was on a baseball team, junior varsity basketball. Lowe's been a part of the, uh, you know, the Virginia community for a long time. Now the executive director of Cavalier Futures, which is the, the marketing arm for name, image, likeness for the University of Virginia. This, I, I'm looking forward to this interview. I mean, what better person to have uh, on this interview today with Lowe Davis? I've been knowing him for many, many years. Uh, been around him, know his acumen. He's been a part of university for over 10 years, fundraising for the athletic department. And so bringing someone like this over into the name image likeness is a perfect fit for any university, but especially for UVA, because he knows the fiber of the school, he knows the people, and he's a smart guy and can get stuff done. So mm -hmm. when I heard he was going to be the exec director, I got real excited um, because I was on the board before he was announced. Yeah, and exactly. And so it's fun to see that happen and see and, his and, success. And since, and I'm glad you brought that up about you being on the board. How much, how much have you learned now about name image likeness? We refer to it as nil. How much, how much have you learned now being placed on a board? Uh, I mean, I knew some things going in obviously and knew about it, but heard all the rumblings around the country about it. But I now know more than I probably want to know <laughs> because some things are not going to be, you know, around in a month. It's going to mm -hmm. change. Mm -hmm. And so you got to wait till the dust settles before you can really put your arms around it. But, you know, Mac, everybody's always said, and I'm sure we'll get into this as low. It's viable to be coming out now with name, image, and likeness. I mean, and somebody said I made $10 million before I got to the NBA. Uh, probably no doubt. And I'm like, okay, great. So can I get a little bit of that now? You know, can I still get a little <laughs> bit now? I don't know, but we're going to find out. We, we need to find out. Circle back with all the Samson jerseys still being sold. And Mike, I mean, even today, I don't, I don't get anything from jersey sales today. And so yeah, that, we got to figure out how to change that. That's nuts. And plus, we, uh, the reading that I've done, student athletes can actually hire marketing agents um, I could have been your Mike Klepper who did the video and everything. Uh, he and I could have been your marketing agents in 8081. And we, I probably own an Island, right? Exactly. We could have, Matt, we'd have been fun by there. Exactly. We all have benefited back then. Uh, well, this is going to be good as we, uh, as I said, as we dive into the name image likeness and all the guidelines. And as Ralph said, so poignant, it is changing almost every day. And uh, the big word is guardrails and what's happening. And yes, it is affecting recruiting. And we'll tell you that story as well. Lo Davis, our guest, when we come back, this is Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. A bold new experience is coming to Charlottesville. Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson is opening the American Tap Room. It's an upscale sports bar brought to you by the basketball legend himself. 
Ralph Sampson's American Tap Room has been built in the spirit of competition with everything from burgers and wings to premium steaks and seafood. The Tap Room also features a special Ralph's House IPA made by the Three Knots Brewing Company. With the grand opening just a couple weeks away, now is your chance to join Ralph's team and get in on the ground floor of the American Tap Room launch. Whether you're traveling for the game and looking for that special pregame meal or meeting that important client, Ralph's American Tap Room is in a terrific location in Barracks Road off of Emmett Street. Discover Hall of Fame greatness. Log on to americantaproom.com. If anything is impairs a player's ability to focus on development, personally, academically, and athletically when they're going to college, then we need to fix it. And I'm all for them getting what they can get. You're listening to Center Court with Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. Welcome to Center Court and the Winner's Circle Network and Mac McDonald, Ralph Sampson with a friend, very special guest. And Ralph, I'll let you do the honors because we, we're diving into name, image, and likeness today. Mac, that, that name, image, and likeness thing keeps coming up like weekly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had a number of conversations on our show here about name, image, and likeness. And you know, I wish I was coming out of high school today with name and, and likeness because I would be make probably make more money coming out at, at that stage than I you made my first couple years endorse- in the NBA. You think, you think you'd have an endorsement or two? Is I, that I, maybe I don't know. I would like to find out. I don't know the test of waters, but we have the one and only Lo Davis with us today, and UVA guy. I've been knowing him for a while. Great, great. Great guy. He looks a little bit younger today, Mike. He shaved and he shaved for you, cut his hair for us. <laughs> and so, Lo, thanks for joining us. But Lo is, you know, when I, you know, I, I kind of figure out how this happened. So I get a call from Dave Dunkel uh, and I meet with him. And, and Jerry Capone says, You got to meet with this guy because there's something going on with name as you like. And so I met him. We had lunch. And he said that uh, he's building this program. He showed me the deck, but he didn't tell me who was going to lead the lead the charge. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I got somebody leading, but I can't tell you who it is now. But you know who it is. And it ended up being Lowe Davis. So I'm actually glad it's him. I joined the board, advisory board, and um, it's kind of having fun with it, although I'm kind of busy these days doing other things. But welcome, Lowe Davis. And Mac, I know you know this guy from maybe yeah, a, a long a few time years ago. ago. Oh, years with ago. A, yeah, all the stuff he did with Herman Moore and – you know, yes. he was part of the baseball team and the football team. He's got a little orange and blue in his closet. So anyway, we'll, That's uh, it. so love this, uh, the name image likeness thing has just taken off. As Ralph said, uh, this is the, really the first of two that we're going to do exploring Virginia, Virginia tech and how you guys handled it. How did it start? And, and did it take UVA a while to kind of study this before they put their, their toe in the water? Two part question. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's always been on the radar. We knew that uh, July 21st of, of 2021 was going to happen um, in terms of what UVA and the department wanted to do about it. I think there was still some uncertainty. And so the first thing that they did, and, and obviously I was in a different role back then working with the athletics foundation was that they hired Altius Sports Marketing. And basically Altius Sports is the education entity for NIL. And mm-hmm. so they go to institutions, they meet with uh, the student athletes, the administrators, and then the external partners or donors to really talk about what NIL is and how it impacts the university at, at whole. So 
for, I guess, back in maybe December, January, around that time frame, uh, Carla had set up a call with um, some of our top donors um, and also Altius. And so Altius really went through the scenario of here's what NIL is. Here's probably where it's going to be in the next year. But oh, by the way, Virginia, if you don't exist in this space, um, no disrespect to any Ivy League school, you're probably going to end up being an Ivy League school, especially as it relates to your uh, major revenue sports. For me, it was, uh, it was the opportunity to now do it in a different way. And man, like all of us, we talk about staying young. What better way to stay young than work with our bright student athletes here at UVA? So I, like I said, once I committed, man, I have not looked back. Like he said, the third year history. He's only 40 years old. I so have a third year history. I started school when I was five, bro. Exactly. You, know? you started right out of kindergarten, man. Come on, man. That's the way it, it works. But well, uh, that's well, it. well, this was such an undertaking. And and as I imagine to put ducks in a row, and of course, we'll talk about Ralph's board uh, assignment and, and you know how it was put together. What were the steps then? Where, where did you find yourself and where did you have to begin? Really, we built this as a true company, right? Mm-hmm. Articles of Incorporation. We are, uh, we're not a nonprofit, Mac, but we are uh, existing as a not-for-profit. So with the early investors in this company, they help put together the operational funds that will allow you know, the, the um, operation of the company for me to get paid and for me to do all of the things that can help benefit our student athletes. And so unlike a marketing agency, if you will, um, every dollar that comes into Cavalier Futures that is earmarked for student athletes, the student athletes will get 100% of those funds. So that's something that was really important to us and really unique. Um, prior to me getting on board, and uh, you know, Doug started to establish a really, really strong board Obviously, Ralph was one of the first uh, Mm -hmm. members to commit. And then we started to build around. And the majority, uh, we've got one more board member that we're going to name this week who will be the only non-student athlete on the board. Actually, two. Um, So we have Hank Dudgeon, who played football here. Matt Schaub, who played football here. Um, Ron Carey, obviously, you remember Ron from his days. Dana Boyle, um, who was a great lacrosse player. Uh, Kim Mosley, who was a track and field student athlete, uh, her son, Michael Moore, played here uh, football under uh, Mike London. So the big thing for, for Cavalier Futures was really let's let's not only be um, sport inclusive, but let's be gender inclusive as well. So that's that's really important for us. When you talk about low the the how it started and um, your transition there from that and you jumped in head first after four or five days speaking to your wife. Now, Mac, he's got tenure. You, I mean, he's been there 10, mm-hmm. 12 years. Mm-hmm. And you go from a stable situation to yes. a unstable situation, getting funding and, 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 and building something brand new. And, you know, and I know after a certain period of time, anything you do, especially in the corporate world, you get a little stale and tired of doing the same thing. So what excited you most about Calf Futures and making the transition? Well, and, and please bleep me if you have to, but when I was presented with this, this uh, opportunity, I really went through the, the stages. So I went from being scared as hell to really nervous to super excited. And what excited me about this opportunity at my point in my career is that not that I felt like I maxed out with the Athletics Foundation, 
But I think, you know, I needed something to reinvigorate me and something that will um, allow me to kind of get up and have that sense of purpose and have, even though I've got a great board that I answer to, a sense of um, uh, control, right? And a sense of being able to lead. And so those were things that are attracting me. The, the other thing that was really, really important is that when you look at the three founding members of Cavalier Futures, both uh, Doug, Matt, and Ron, uh, you talk about successful business people, number one, and also integrity, number two. And I think when they came to me, Ralph, they knew that, hey, this could be, you know, a guarantee for a shorter period of time, but we're going to do this so well that we're going to be sustainable along the way. And so I was willing to roll the dice and take a chance on that because of the people and people like yourself and people like Doug, Matt and others that this, this absolutely made sense. And oh, by the way, NIL is not going away. There, there is no way that institutions, college athletics can take this away now that they've given this to the student athletes. It's just gonna look different. Uh, I know like Caleb Williams and some of those guys out in Southern California, they've gotten them off real estate companies. Uh, one of them is with Dr. Dre and Beats. I think Bryce Young at Alabama has, CAA represents him. He has deals all over the country. Uh, you as a coach, you have no control of that or, or interaction with it. And I, I couldn't have told you last year who had what. The Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation present Center Court with Ralph Sampson. Uplift, empower, educate. Welcome back, Center Court Winner's Circle Network with Ralph Sampson. Our guest is Lo Davis, who's the new executive director of the Cavalier Futures Program. It's the NIL program, as Lo just explained. It's, it's not within the athletic department, but working for the athletic department. So, Ralph, imagine... 1981 or two you're you know a pretty decent player in college basketball imagine walking into low and go uh i've got a puma offer for a million dollars uh can we make that fly so that that transitions into low how does this work for the the athletes and can they walk in your door and go hey i want to represent somebody or i have somebody in mind how does this navigate yeah, so the cool thing about what we do is there's no exclusivity, right? So Cavalier Futures was created as a marketplace. And the way I envision this and, and the way to explain this to your audience is this. We take student athletes, anyone that's willing, and it's open to everyone to sign up in our portal and our database. We bring them into the marketplace, and then we match them up with corporate or individual partners for you know fair mat fair value exchange of goods and services and so that's one that's the marketing side of things but again what's really cool about cavalier futures was that we knew that hey you know the top one percent whether it's the quarterback of the football team or the men's basketball team there's going to be some some natural um uh, desire to access opportunities with these student athletes right the top one percent and we're going to help those individuals. I'm doing some work right now with Brennan Armstrong and, and helping out the men's basketball team with some things and Keaton Thompson. So that's really cool. And these, these individual athletes were sought out by others. Now what we're doing is we're also helping the, the um, other 99% through what we call non-traditional NIL. And because of our network and individuals like Ralph and Doug and Hank and and Dana Boyle and others who are so connected, you know, externally, whether they're with business uh, decision makers or they own their own businesses, 
we're going to be able to help that other 99% take advantage of the opportunities while they're wearing the orange and blue. And so I've spoken to about 25 or 30 student athletes in the last month. And you'll appreciate this. Not one. I mean, not one student athlete has said, how much money am I going to make? And so that tells me a lot about the student athletes that we have at UVA. And so it gives us the ability to help them identify some of the opportunities. They also help them realize that not every deal is a good deal. And uh, I'll tell you this real quickly. Uh, and I thought I was going to get myself in trouble, but we were very fortunate. Um, early on in the process, I think it was my first interview I did with 247, I, I used the uh, the phrase, it's it's cool for a student athlete to hold a hamburger, tweet it out and get 50 bucks. But our goal at Cavalier Futures is we want that student athlete to own the hamburger stand. But lo and behold, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we announced a partnership with McDonald's. So they didn't take that out on me. So it's, it's all good. But um, we truly awesome. want to provide education, uh, financial literacy, mm -hmm. contract management, all of the things that we think student athletes can learn while they're here. And I don't know about Ralph, but man, I, I've, I've felt this way. Herman has felt this way. I just wish we had people when we were in school. Absolutely. Preparing us for life after, whether we had an MBA or an NFL career or not, we just needed that. And, and that's one of the things both internally at the university, but more importantly, externally with Cavalier Futures, we think we're going to bring to the table and do it extremely well. Mike, think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't talk to the law school. Right. I couldn't talk to Darden in the business school when I was in school. Makes no sense. Right. Two of the best schools on the planet. Right. <laughs> but I couldn't talk to them about my MBA contract. Right. I couldn't go to Darden and say, how do I structure this? And that was, you know, 83. But yeah, guess what? In 83, 84, the school came back and asked me for money for <laughs> scholarships and everything else like that. Right. So. It, it, it's kind of weird, but my question is, you got a guy now, basketball player for whatever, and he gets a deal and he can make $50,000. Mm -hmm. Does that go into the pot for the other athletes as well? Or how does that work when it comes down to each individual player, but also as a, as a collective group on a individual team? Because I've mm -hmm. seen it yeah. and I'm sorry yeah. there'll be some jealousy that one guy's making this and one guy's making that and I'm not making anything and you're not helping me. So how's that going to work? That's a great question, Ralph. And, and that's the one thing that in conversations with uh, people inside the department, coaches, they don't want to destroy a locker room, right? Right. So if there is an opportunity, and especially we've had some individual um, donors who have said, hey, I want to help men's basketball. Hey, I want to help lacrosse. So the way that we see that is, can we create baseline opportunities so that each student athlete can benefit from that, at least at this level, right? So we know that everybody in the locker room is getting the same thing. And then what happens is if there is a student athlete who has more opportunities, then it's a eat what you kill scenario. So, but you know that every single person in that locker room has the ability um, to, to get NIL opportunities and some, and you know, this Ralph, uh, somebody's value, uh, might be different than others, depending on performance and personality and all those good things. But it, it, that's a really, really good question. And, you know, I'm upfront with student athletes when I interview them to say, listen, you know, the, the thing that you have to realize is if you can't handle your business on the court, 
and in the classroom first. You can't have there it is all. no nil. Yeah, yeah, there is no nil. What, so, what, what about their social media? I mean, I, I mean, there's. I know there's a track guy, cross country guy, has a million Twitter followers. Yeah. What about how did that play into this? Because that's that's pretty large, right? As far as the social mm -hmm. media that they may have, the influencers, right? So there, there are actually. Um, there are some student athletes here where we, you know, through whether it's McDonald's or locker room access, they're actually looking at these student athletes profiles and how much or how many times are they tweeting during the day or posting on Instagram? How many followers do they have? What's the content? What is it that they like? And we're working with uh, a, a young lady now out of Richmond who is actually trying to put together a class on social media so that our student athletes can understand exactly what they're doing. Um, I heard a story the other day, which was really interesting. Um, Michigan State has a deal with an insurance company that is paying every single student athlete on the football team 500 bucks a month Wow! to tweet out, to make three tweets a month on insurance. And so the, it's crazy. I mean, it's absolutely crazy, but I think from an influencer standpoint, it's a great opportunity to build your brand. Um, there could be value with your sponsors, but we also know social media can be a dangerous thing too. So there comes an education component with us when we're talking to student athletes about social media use. Lo Davis, executive director of the uh, Cavalier Futures program, which is the name image likeness uh, program. So with all that, I'm Kihei Clark, I'm Keaton, Keaton Thompson, and I am approached from the outside. So a yes. business entity, a car dealership, whatever it is, they come to you. Now, do they walk in the door and go, look, I've been approached by car dealer XYZ. Can I represent them? Is that what do you guys then step in low and go, okay, great, but we're going to manage it. So yes, so we'll we'll do as much of that deal as the student athlete is, you know, needs us to do. So when they come into the portal and Keaton says, Hey, I have a deal with XYZ company. Can you look at what this contract says? And is this the right deal for me? So we certainly can take a look at that. And then we can provide them with resources to do a deeper dive in terms of the actual legalities of that contract. And then the other piece is we're working with or in the midst of working with an organization who is going to offer free tax advice and seminars. So, right. you know, while we don't look at ourselves as exclusive representation or agents, we are certainly uh an opportunist for the, that uh, student athlete, but we also are a resource for them. And we feel like our network is so broad that we can put them in the right hands of the right people who are certified to help with those decisions. I mean, let's be real. We, it's, it's really, you are an agent in some in a marketing agency, as you said early on in this conversation, but I'm going to go back to the Michigan State one, one second for a second, Mac. $500 per player on a football team per month. I don't know how many months that may be, but that's quite a bit of money monthly to a football program. And I'm a football player and I need $500 a month to do whatever I want to do with it. Right. I'm, I'm getting food already. I'm getting <laughs> meals. I'm getting whatever. So anyway, I, I got a gas on the car. Okay, great. Maybe it's a couple tanks of gas. I don't know, but the day's market with gas prices. And, and lo, you go and you cross both sides from fundraising 
when what you've been doing and the university fundraising with the with the foundation and and and, and the, the uh, alumni and the people there, but also now in, in NIL. So is there a way to cross that bridge? Because fundraising is hard to do. And yeah. you got these big companies coming in now saying that, you know, I can give the athletes $500 a month, but the university is going to say, well, I need $500 a month, <laughs> you know, because I got this $100 million fundraising thing I do. And that's the first part of it. And the second part of it, like Notre Dame, is there a way to endow athletes scholarships across the board with name, image, and likeness, because the money is going to be there. No, I'm, you see it in all over the country. The money is going to be there no matter what. But I just oh. think it's hard to fundraise every year at UVA anywhere, and you got to go out and raise millions of dollars and get these donors coming in. And that, you know, that's a tough job to do every year. Absolutely right, Ralph. And, and that's the one thing. When I left my position at VAF, the first thing I said to Dirk and the first thing I said to Carla Williams, our AD, was that we're not out donor hunting, if you will. But that doesn't stop a donor from approaching us. Right. And it has happened to say, I want to help student athletes. And now when they realize that it is legal to get money into the hands of student athletes, there is a natural affinity for people who feel connected to those student athletes who want to help. So my job is, and, and I'm not obligated to, but I'm a who through and through, is to say, I don't want you to rob Peter to pay Paul. So in order for this athletic de de department to thrive, there's different pockets for us to be successful. And when I say us, NIL is a component of that. And so even as much as we don't want to talk about, you know, acquisition and retention of recruits and current student athletes, man, it, it's huge. Because again, we need to be able to attract the best and the brightest that fit the University of Virginia. And we need to keep the student athletes that are, that are here. And that's why I think Cavalier Futures name, image, and likeness should be embraced by the department. And I haven't been given any reason why it's not embraced, but I also uh, encourage those donors, those supporters, those sponsors, that if you're helping and you're helping at a certain level, you gotta stay at that level and go above and beyond. And then let's figure out a creative way for you to get money directly to the hands of the student athletes. He is low Davis. Really, uh, oh, go ahead, Law. I'm sorry. No, sorry, Megan. Just I was just going to say real quickly that it, it also now becomes a situation where the individual donors to the university, a lot of them, Ralph, are in um, corporate decision-making uh, situations. So now we can talk to them about money coming from a different pool that's not coming from their personal funds right. that can help support athletics. And oh, by the way, we might bring you your next season ticket holder or your suite holder too through that corporation. Right, right, wow. right. Artists in college get to sell their art. Musicians get to go play at bars and, and concerts and make money. So why shouldn't football players or athletes be able to, to make money off their name, image, and likeness? So I got that. What we don't have is we don't have guardrails. Uh, NFL's got more guardrails and guidelines than we do. So I hate the fact that NIL was thrown on all athletics directors and coaches without guidelines. Building a game plan for life. It's basketball and beyond. We return to Center Court with Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson. Welcome back, Center Court Winner Circle Network. Lo Davis is our guest, Executive Director of the Cavalier Futures Program, the NIL program helping student athletes. Lo, it was uh, an interview I heard a couple of weeks ago 
with Mac Brown, the head football coach at North Carolina, who said there was a recruit that walked into his office and said, school XYZ is offering me this much. Look, I'll come to Chapel Hill if you guys can match it. How are you guys policing that kind of activity? Two quick stories. I've, I've said this to individuals because there, there are people who have said, we've got to get Tony Bennett money so he can compete. We've got to get Tony Elliott and others money so that they can compete with these recruits. And so for us at Cavalier Futures, we understand what the rules are and we don't pay recruits. Now, if that student athlete wants to come to the University of Virginia and do all of the things that um, you know, made Ralph come here and then mm. and made me want to be here, then there are going to be some opportunities for you. And that's why we felt like even we did a release, uh, I guess about two weeks ago that said Cavalier Futures has gotten over a million dollars committed in NIL funding. And that was a message that was being sent to the outside world and even really to the world inside to say, you know, uh, NIL money is real at UVA. But, but here, here's the thing, and, and we're in the honeymoon phase and things have been great and the launch has been great and we're still early in this, but I can't tell you how many emails and calls I got when uh, a certain basketball recruit did not commit to us a couple of weeks ago. Right. And of course, social media went crazy and said, <laughs> oh, well, I thought Cavalier Futures had this collective and oh, why didn't that? they pay the guy and this and this and and my response was consistent, and I said it to everybody. We don't pay recruits, and it's not about paying a recruiting class. And so when the dust settles and all of these, uh, you know, really, really cool stories about offensive linemen getting 50000 and 75000 and all of that, when that dust settles, there are going to be people that say, ooh, we didn't plan for the long term. And so for us – we know it's not about one recruit or one recruiting class. It's about sustainability and having the opportunity to do it right. And when that governance does come down, not only um, the University of Virginia community, but the, the nation, the NCAA can say, hey, Cavalier Futures and UVA did it the right way. So um, it's a tough thing. And, and, you know, again, imagine these student athletes. And a lot of times I think it's, it's not just them. It's their handlers, it's parents, it's all Everybody, of those that yeah. are trying to negotiate coaches. these deals. Yeah, coaches. And so, yeah, like Max said, if if a kid comes and say, hey, you know, give me $100,000 to come to Carolina and I'll come, then he's going to go right back to Kentucky and say, hey, Carolina's giving me 100 can you give me 125 <laughs> So it's just a bid war. It's called negotiation, um, man. Yeah, man. And, <laughs> and we're not ready for that, you know, and that's, that's not how it's going to work. But I think Cavalier Futures and NIL at UVA will now give the university and our coaching and our program the ability to say this student athlete who fits Virginia, who really wants to come, they can still earn some money once they get here. We're just not going to pay them before they sign that letter of intent or enroll in classes. Wow. So, so I think, but the, I've spoken to a number of athletes. Um, I had a tournament a, a number of weeks ago and and uh, went to one not too long ago. But to me, the value is not in the money as you come in, because you don't know, I get a hundred grand. I don't know anything about taxes. I might have, I don't have my own house. I don't have my own car. I get all this money and in 30 days, that money is gone. 
I got a tax liability that I don't have a clue about and my family doesn't have a clue about. Right. That's right. So I'm, I've been preaching to, to me that the Darden school and the law school and, you know, the econ, all the, all the schools that can surround CAF futures, which should be right. Low. Yes. That we got a powerful machine, unlike most universities. I think we sell in CAF futures, the ability at that university supposed to be, I mean, UVA, one of the most powerful institutions in the country, we got to sell the school and the school has got to come on board as well. Cause I think this school sometimes is on individual islands and yes. we don't sell it as a collective unit. We sell it as individual portals out here in different that's schools. A great point. So that's kind of my idea with that, but no, I know you experienced that as well. No, it's so true, Ralph. And, and that's the thing is that I spoke with the men's basketball team last week and, and gave them an intro on Cavalier futures. And the one thing I told them coming off of April 18th, you, I had to pay the uncle once again that I've never met. So right. if you get $700, you can't spend $700. You got to move, you know, 20% of that over into a savings account and be ready to pay your taxes come April 15th. So that's part of what I think is the responsibility of the university. But also, I think Capital Futures is, is really, really, um, it's important to us to provide resources to these student athletes, these men and women about financial literacy. Because I can tell you now, they probably, half of them don't even know how to write a check. Everything's done online. So, so there's a piece of the, the financial side of things that we can help. And it's, it's all real positive. Lo, where does the agent part come into play here? Can a student athlete, a sophomore, a junior, can they hire an agent to help them go through the NIL process? Yeah, so they they can do that. So I'll give you a prime example. Right now, while they're in school and eligible in college athletics, they have what's called marketing agents. And then as soon as they're eligible to go into the draft and their eligibility is up, then that marketing agent turns into a sports agent. Mm. And so Brent, Brennan Armstrong is one that I work, uh, have been working fairly closely with his representatives. And so I have made sure that opportunities that have been presented on behalf of Brennan, I take them to Brennan. If he is interested, then as we start to get into terms, I deliver them to his representatives. And, and so far, Mac, everything has been great. You know, both of them are in California, so they don't have quite the um, industry knowledge and, and kind of the local knowledge. So I've been fortunate enough to gain their trust. Um, similar things with men's basketball. They have uh, representation um, through another organization here. And so while I will bring these deals and opportunities to these student athletes, it's going to be up to them as to how they um, handle their representation and the things that they need to do with their representation. Well, wow. so you said men's basketball has a different organization that's representing the men's basketball. Yes. Okay. So again, that's that different <laughs> island. Everybody wants to do their own thing a little bit, but it is what yes. it is. But I, I want to make sure I was clear on that one. For sure. And I am going to guess, and Ralph, you, you bring up a good point too with that. I'm going to guess there are gray areas where Brandon Armstrong walks in and goes, look, I got DraftKings all over me. So uh, the university has set forth guidelines for the student athlete that they cannot represent anything that's tobacco and alcohol related gambling or pornography. And so while what there's a compliance issue there, um, the university will not tell the student athlete what deal they can and cannot do. They will not tell them what representation 
they can and cannot have. But again, as oversight and someone that is basically looking out for their best interest, they can certainly make the suggestion. But when it comes to those four areas, they, they can say, no, we're not going to allow you to do that. But, um, you know, you have to report to the university. So we've got a couple of deals that we just had to send over to compliance to make sure everything was good. And, uh, and so it's been a seamless transition. The biggest thing for Cavalier Futures right now is when you're dealing with 20 to 25 student athletes, there's a lot of manual stuff that you can do. Right. But as that number grows and, you know, there's 750 student athletes, we're going to have to have a back-end technology that'll be able to house those deals send it over to the student athletes, send it over to compliance and make sure that everything is loaded up mm. in one place. We're, well, we're not at that point yet, but probably more sooner than later. Yeah. And Ralph, and, and, and I'll, fi I'll finish this with low. So low, the athletes now have access to Ralph with being on a board, yes. right? So if they have a question and say, yes. Hey Ralph, I'd like to talk to you about your Puma deal. What happened? Absolutely. And just one quick thing, you know, I'm very blessed to have, you know, someone like Ralph, on our board. And, and when I found out that he was, he was going to join our board, one of the things that Doug said that stood out to me is Ralph said, look, I just don't want to be a figurehead. I want to be able to do and contribute and help. And, and so that that's very important for um, our student athletes to look up to someone who has been, and is, is very successful. And so the access piece, yes, Mac, the one of the mm -hmm. things that we're going to do um, is, is build a strategy over the summer going into uh, late summer and early fall to do some kickoff events where we can get in front of large numbers of student athletes with uh, individuals like Ralph and, and others to talk about Cavalier Futures, name, image, and likeness, corporate structures, contracts, all of those things. And while we, you know, the university is more than welcome to be a part of that, we call our own shots with that. So we don't have to go through all of the red tape of making sure that we have X, Y, and Z in place. And so that's what I'm really excited about. And so, Hey man, if we can get you back to Virginia, we'd love to have you uh, mm -hmm. attend one of those events and oh, I'd love maybe to. try to do it around a football weekend. Oh, I'd love to talk media, whatever. That'd be great. Low may know it, not know it, but it's going to get crazy sooner than later. Oh, I mean, he's going to have a whole that. staff of people. It's going to get crazy that's it. really quick in the summer. So that's right. Rest now because uh, come, come <laughs> June, it. I think it could be ugly. Executive director Low Davis of Cavalier Futures will return with Senate court and winter circle network right after this. The mission for the Samson Family Foundation is simple. We strive to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. The foundation promotes charitable and community input, educational development, health and fitness, and scholarship opportunities. The Samson Family Foundation's initiatives focus on patients with cancer, educational scholarship programs, and give students guidance in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. The Samson Family Foundation encourages limitless possibilities. Your financial support is tax deductible. To learn more, call 540-615-5097. The website is samsonfamilyfoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. We would be naive to to not think that um, student athletes and, and recruits are not asking the question about the NIL space at uh, various universities. 
And so while we didn't have anything that existed and people were able to talk about, now we have that. This is Center Court, presented by the Winner's Circle Network in association with the Sampson Family Foundation. Welcome back, Center Court Winter Circle Network, and a great 30 minutes with uh, Lo Davis, Executive Director of the Kevlar Futures Program, Ralph. And I, I don't know if I, I, I mean, I know a lot more now, but there is so much, as you said, the way it is changing, there's so much more to learn about what's going to happen with name, image, and likeness. Oh, there's a whole lot more to learn. I mean, it continues to grow on a daily basis. You know, I'm sure people out there chomping at the bit trying to figure this out and pay athletes money and get them done. I just don't know. Mac, I think about going to class, studying, working out, and I'm tweeting or I'm doing use the phone, mm-hmm. which is today's world. And and they can these young athletes can do it. But now I gotta understand how this works. So I got another basic class, basic class that I gotta understand name, image, and likeness <laughs> on top of studying to get a degree that I can go somewhere and work after I finish my college career. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, I'm, I, I got to meet. So today on my calendar, I got to meet with my, I'm Brandon Armstrong, quarterback at UVA. I got to meet with my philosophy professor. I got to meet with the offensive coordinator. I got to meet with Tony, Elliott, head coach. Oh, oh, by the way, I'm having dinner with my marketing agent. Right. Because I mean, meanwhile, I'm tweeting and texting. <laughs> it's, it, it is a new world. Well, anyway, you had a very exciting trip, right? A little ACC reunion into the friendly confines of the state of North Carolina. How did, and, and, how did that and, happen? And that was like ugly. So uh, <laughs> a good a good friend of mine. So I also realized like Al Wood, Mac, you, mm-hmm. you remember this, is the still the top scorer with the most points in a, NCAA Final Four history. Yeah, and guess 39. Who he's, Mr. 39. 39 yeah. So he's yeah. got the most. So he, he bragged a little bit about that. Okay, great. And then I had Mr. Gene Banks, there with me as well. No, been knowing Gene for a while, and he bragged about dunking on me, but also bragged about <laughs> us beating Duke by forty-two and Kashevsky worst ever butt beating. Right, so we had right. a good time doing that. But we were in North Carolina, and we went to four or five schools speaking to kids about, you know, this time of year and prom and graduation and drugs and alcohol, which they do. And Alwood has an amazing story. We'll get him on there one day because mm-hmm. he 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 doesn't like to tell it sometimes, but it's emotional. You know. He was an alcoholic. His mother was an alcoholic. Yeah. You know, he was a single mom. His mom didn't see him play college basketball. So the story is amazing, but he does great work in North Carolina. He's a minister. Um, you know, he, 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 he's just doing amazing things in Carolina uh, and a great guy as well. So I had fun with those guys and we can reminisce and talk smack yeah. and hang out a little bit. So that was a fun day. Uh, well, good, you know, good for you and good for you still, you know, keeping up with everything you got going on in the restaurant and everything. The fact that you're still doing things with kids and student programs. So, uh, you know, that's just great stuff. Well, next week, real quick, uh, I'll promote next week because this was week one of our kind of a two-part series on name image likeness, the Virginia tech side with a company called influencer. And uh, Jim uh, Cavale is going to be with us. Uh, he's the one who started Influencer. And so that story is also a very, very good one. So, Ralph, we're in the middle of it. I hope you have a, a good weekend. And I will see you very soon. Absolutely. Stay All tuned. right. For Thanks, Ralph Sampson, I'm Mac McDonald. That's Center Court on the Winner's Circle Network. You've been listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Our podcast is available on the Believe Network at BLEAV.com. 
CenterCourt is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. For more information, log on to sampsonfamilyfoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. Teamwork makes the dream work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.